welcome. I'm Heather. And I'm Joy. And this is not a dream. Dream. <laughs> Very nice. We missed you. We missed you guys so much. It has been so quite long. a while since we've been recording. So. Like, when was the last time? Oh, yeah. So we did have an update video that we made, but then it got lost. It got lost. Um, if we find it. And then after it got lost, Joy went on her honeymoon and everything got very busy. So. I got married, went on a honeymoon. You'll hear about mm-hmm. it if we ever find that video. <laughs> um, and here we are. Yeah, so we're back to bring you, um, we're doing a little bit of a special one because we're both going to do a story. It's Christmas. Today, and it is going to be Christmas themed. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get ready. We're doing Christmas murders and murderers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So should we just go ahead and just jump right in? We will we will update you guys on everything at the end. But yep, for those people that just want to hear yeah. the fucking murders and we the fucking terribleness, here. let's just get right into it. You're not it. here for our shit. No, you're not even here for you're, us. Let's you're be not, honest. Let's be honest. You're here for these Christmas stories. <laughs> you just knew it was going to be Christmas. Oh, my God. <gasps> so I'll start. And I do want to say with mine, I really did try to make it short because I knew we were both doing one That's and it just really fucking short it good because i like started to do the research and then i found this article oh, no. by an investigative journalist like pretty recently oh, no. who just went so in depth Damn. and went over all of the case notes and was just oh my god it Dang. was it was i was like googling it and then i was seeing the different posts that this person made it was like multi-part and it was like Part thirty two, and I'm like, what? You're like, hold <laughs> up here. Yeah, oh my god, a little bit all over the place. Though. So I but. put in as much as I could, um, but I do think that you should read the actual, like, um, the actual article, uh, which I will talk about later. But yes, here we go. Oh, I'm ready. Okay, yeah. So we don't know what each other's stories are. Nope. Um. <laughs> Even after the hints, the pictures we put up oh today, I still have no idea what George is doing. I was doing. trying so hard to find my hint. Okay, I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> On Tuesday, December 22nd, 1981, okay. 19-year-old Rhonda Henson left her office's Christmas party at Hickory Steel Company. Rhonda had recently graduated high school in Valdez, North Carolina, and her position as a clerical, clerical worker at the steel company was her first job. I don't expect you to know this, by the way. Nope, so. No idea. I don't think you will. It's nope. not very I'm already sad common. Um, it was around midnight when Rhonda and her two friends left the Christmas party. She dropped them off and then picked up her own car, which was a 1981 beige Datsun 210. Mm-hmm. This is obviously important. And then she called her boyfriend. Some sources say nothing about calling the boyfriend Mm -hmm. but uh based on all of the extreme in-depth stuff i was reading it seems Uh like she definitely called her boyfriend at about 12 30 a.m she started traveling on interstate 40 back to her own home that she shared with her parents she got off on the mineral springs mountain highway 350 off ramp and made a right she then started driving up a steep hill that led to her home around 1 a.m Rhonda's mother suddenly woke up with a strange feeling. She believed Rhonda was hurt or had possibly been killed in a car accident. Imagine waking up with that feeling, like just a strong sense that like Jesus Christ. Wow, you guys might hear that throughout this recording. Coco is a barking, borking dog. Bork. She bork. Um, 
So yeah, she woke up with this terrible feeling. She woke up her husband, Rhonda's father, who then decided to turn on his police scanner to check if there had been any accidents in the area, which mm-hmm. I don't so know if that's... a police officer? No, no, he just had a police scanner. That's what I was wondering. I was like, maybe back then it was more common to just have a police scanner. He's just that really protective dad who just <laughs> always is on the alert. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, Pretty cool. They then heard something that, unfortunately, would change their lives forever. There had been an incident less than a mile from their home. Rhonda was found feet from her open driver's side door, her car motor still running. She was laying on her back with her arms deliberately placed at her side, at her sides. She had been shot with a single bullet. The car had then rolled backwards down the steep hill that she was climbing, landing in a ditch on the side of the road. So... Wait, wait, wait. So she was found 10 feet from the car that had rolled down the hill? A couple of feet from the car. So the car had rolled backwards down the hill after uh-huh. she had been shot and kind of like went sideways, landing in a ditch. And then her car door was open and she was found laying outside the car. Oh, okay. Yeah. So was this a freak accident caused by a stray bullet, or was it a murder? Let's find out, shall we? Rhonda was beautiful. She was popular, and she was a great athlete at her high school. She was young. She was only 19. Jesus. She was an expert tennis player with many, many close friends. However, many people did say that a few weeks after her high school graduation, she began to act strangely. She was suddenly afraid to drive alone and had started asking her father to accompany her. Once when they were driving together, she said she needed to tell him something, something bad. He asked her to explain it, but then she suddenly changed her mind and said that she'd have to think about it. Unfortunately, she never did end up get to tell him what she had been thinking that day. However, Rhonda's mom also explained a strange conversation that she had with her daughter. Rhonda had asked her, out of the blue, if it was ever okay to have an affair with a married man. I'm sorry, but clearly the answer is no on that. Like, how, when, when would it? Okay. <clears throat> Why would it ever be okay? But yeah, so her mom says, no, obviously it was not okay. And that people would just end up getting hurt. She didn't know if Rhonda was asking for herself or for a friend on this matter. In the weeks leading up to her death, her parents said that she was having trouble sleeping. She was getting up in the middle of the night to take showers. She told her mother that she felt, quote, dirty. And police later explained that this was normally behavior you'd see from somebody who had been sexually assaulted. Not saying that that's what happened, but it's just an interesting little tidbit. It's something you would normally see. So Rhonda's autopsy was performed on December 23rd at 8 a.m., about seven hours after she'd been killed. The back of the sweater she was wearing, her shirt, and her slip were all soaked with blood, obviously. The official cause of death was a single gunshot wound that had pierced her heart and her lower left lung. The bullet was removed from Rhonda's body and was identified as a large caliber, partially jacketed bullet with marked anterior fragmentation, and I know... You know exactly what that means yep. because we're just like guns everywhere. No, we're that's a fucking lie. Okay. Just know that it's a big bullet. Large caliber comes from a high powered rifle. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna mess you up. 
Um, shortly after her autopsy, her Datsun was taken. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I don't know if it's Datsun. Datsun. Watson. <laughs> Datusun. Datusun. <laughs> was taken into evidence and searched. There was an oval-shaped bullet hole found in the trunk lid. The bullet had pierced the trunk and traveled the length of the car, eventually piercing through the driver's seat and then Rhonda's body. Holy crap. Yeah. There were other items found in the car, but investigators didn't really think they were significant to the case, except for two notes that were found in her purse. One was a ripped note from a Hickory Steel Company pad of paper that simply said, quote, I love you always, Lassie. I guess that was a nickname that she had. <laughs> and it was signed Greg Brontosaurus. And then another Obviously. paper <laughs> that said, quote, Happy Halloween. And then there's an acronym here, and I, it's P-O-P-E, like Pope. Uh-huh. You better not get fat off of this, Greg. I'm like, oh. okay, Greg. <laughs> Just like a giant thing of cookies that she already ate. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i have a theory what is your theory okay what if okay here's just my theory she's right. just out of high school she was mm-hmm. like a star like athlete everybody mm-hmm. knew her i wonder if there was a teacher that contacted her after she graduated high school because sometimes they do like hey now that you know now that you're not my student that anymore we can, like be friends like it's like be like, friends you know, no, like you know what like i added like high school teachers when i graduate because you can't when you're in high school be oh friends my with God. them okay no and, like facebook and stuff you know what i mean okay Anyways, sure. Maybe like they started talking and maybe he did something that made her uncomfortable and he was married and maybe that's why she was asking and then that's why she felt dirty about it. Is I because think there's she a was lot pressured into of something. Reasons. That yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's my idea. That's a good one. I haven't heard that in any of the theories I about really a teacher. I don't know what Greg gave her to eat because I <laughs> that, Okay, I'm going to tell you right so now, we thing. never found out what it was. Really? I know in all my reading, what I don't know what it was. Greg, Greg, what did you did you Look, it was it was Halloween, so it was probably just a bunch oh. of like candy, you know. Oh, darn. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, all right. So we're going to go ahead and go into okay. who the fuck Greg is. We're like, I'm sorry. Okay, cool. Who the fuck is Greg? Here we go. Greg McDowell and Rhonda Henson started dating around the fall of their junior year of high school. Mm. Greg was known to send cards and notes to Rhonda throughout their relationship, which is super cute. Yeah. Her parents still have nine cards that he had sent her from 1979 to 1980. One of these was sent early in their relationship and reads, there's going to be a lot of, uh, yeah, okay. Mm. Reads, quote, thanks for the happiest four months of my life and always remember that I love you. Greg, P.S., we have 82 years and eight months to go. Stop. I'm like, okay, first of all, that's adorable. Second of all, Greg, how the fuck do you know when you're going to die? Stop it. You know what? Maybe or so. or that's when they're getting divorced. They decided to they, get no, divorced after eight years. After, you know, this long, it's just not going to work. <laughs> Jesus. Um, another reads, quote, you have given me so much happiness over the past 25 weeks. Oh. Keep it up forever. I will always love you. Love, Greg. That one. There was an exclamation point after every sentence. That one made me uncomfortable. I didn't like 25 weeks. Well, it's not as cute as What is 25 one. weeks in months? Um, well, there's 52 months in a year. It's probably about six months. 52 months in a year? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> weeks in a year, okay? Weeks in a year. Leave me alone. Look at your calendar. I don't want to hear it. Anyways, okay. here we are. <laughs> so it's half a year, probably about around All right. six months. I guess. I'm gonna s- 
I don't know. I'm not an expert. Um, so here's the thing. Even though that last one was a little like, okay, calm down, Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mother says that she did believe Rhonda was truly happy with Greg and did actually enjoy the messages, the, the cards and everything in the beginning of the relationship. Um, but from 1980 to 1981, Greg changed from writing playful cards to writing his affections and feelings down for her on regular notebook paper. While many were still playful, some had started to turn a bit darker, barely, kind of. Oh my gosh, Coco. They were more insistent, demanding, and desperate. One read, quote, oh, guess what? We forgot to straighten out that big argument we didn't have on the phone last night. I am right. Basketball is not numero uno in my life. So there, that settles that. Quickly changing the subject, dot, 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 unquote. Okay, like, like that's say, fine. That's yeah, fine, right? I think for like a year. I didn't think that was weird. Passive. Yeah, that's not weird to me. There is one that is. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just trying to put myself in. I'm shoes. just working you up. <laughs> <laughs> Many started explaining Greg's apologies for making her mad or for hurting her, and that he just wanted things to go back to how they were in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Rhonda was not the kind of girl to normally show her feelings and this upset Greg because he would always tell her you know you need to smile he would always ask her why she's not writing him back Mm -hmm. things like that um one note read quote dear Rhonda I'm sorry and I apologize for pushing you I really lost my temper and I'm sorry for being so stupid please forgive me really I'm sorry for pushing you I just lost my temper please understand I love you, and you can do anything you want to me to get me back. I deserve it. I'm sorry. I'm so jealous, but I can't help it. When I read that part about love ya and wish I'd gotten to know you a lot sooner and see you at work this summer and play tennis with you this summer, I naturally got upset. I hope you don't care for him. If you don't, you shouldn't mind me beating his ass. I love you, Greg. Why is she sending some guy that, though? That's a little No, weird. I think... Like, for the way I read that, it, it kind of makes it made it sound like that's something that someone wrote to her. But I'm not sure. It doesn't say one way or the other. But because people are saying she's not the type to, like, write messages and yeah, stuff, that makes sense. I think that someone had written that to her. Okay. Not sure, but that was what I assumed from that part. Because um, then he kind of says, like, I hope you don't care for him. I'm like... I can see that he doesn't really maybe know what she thinks because that wasn't her writing it. That was some other guy writing it to her. I don't know. So anyway, Greg is showing he's a jealous person. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it turned off. No. I just. Still going? Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At the bottom Mm -hmm. of a note written to Rhonda approximately 12 months before her death, was a very, very eerie postscript. Ew, I already got goosebumps that one can't. Quote. All right. P.S. You'd better be happy and smile and be your usual self tonight or I'll shoot you with my shotgun. Unquote. All right, calm down, Greg. I don't know if he thought that was funny or cute, but that's kind of fucking weird. (laughs) The shotgun of love. Please stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I was trying to be a devil's advocate for Greg this whole time. And then he ended up being. Who says that? Greg. Or else I'll just shoot you with my gun. Old yeller part two. I'm going to say it to John. 
horrible. Um, oh all right. So let's rewind forward. Okay. A, re, let's rewind forward. Let's go ahead and rewind the fast forward button. <laughs> let's go back to Rhonda's Datsun. Mm-hmm. There was a blood smear on the back of the driver's seat indicating that someone either wiped the blood that had been there or that Rhonda had moved herself or that someone had moved her in a way that caused the blood to smear towards the door. It's like she had been dragged out or she fell out on her own because the blood smeared towards the exit. I mean, like, if, if it rolled down and she fell out right. the door. Right. But why was the door even open? Investigators were also able to lift two fingerprints from the driver's side window. There was also touch DNA found under the armpits of Rhonda's sweater that she had been wearing at the time. And I know touch DNA can be kind of controversial. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people think that there's not enough information there because when you have touch DNA, you have a very, very, very small amount and you have to duplicate that small amount over and over and over and over to get a size that's big enough to test. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in that duplication process, you can have errors and then the Mm -hmm. errors will duplicate on the errors and the errors duplicate on the errors. So it can, it has in the past caused issues, but that's not to say every single touch DNA is like ruled out. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, take it with a grain of salt. I think right now, I think it's relatively new. Um, so touch DNA was found, uh, but after it was entered into state and national databases, there was no match. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, today there's still no match, so that this is an unsolved case, which those are my favorite to tell because I mysteries drive me crazy. I love thinking about what we can do, what can be done, what with mm-hmm. new technology. It's just it's crazy to me. It's awesome. It's I love DNA and everything. It's just... Anyway, I'm going to calm down for a second. Okay over there? I'm all right. Um, I'm starting to sweat. Yeah. Okay. The DNA! Oh, DNA! <laughs> um, this means that, who, obviously, whoever had committed the crime hadn't committed a crime before because they're not in any databases. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, interesting or not, I mean, I don't know, medical examiners have different opinions sometimes. Uh-huh. That's a thing. So some medical opinions were that she should have been dead immediately after being shot. So she couldn't have possibly opened up the car door herself and f- crawled out. Mm-hmm. And then some people were like, oh, no, she, she could have done that. It's possible that she was alive for a little bit after shot being shot. So we still don't know how she ended up outside of the car. But, like, if I – like, obviously, I don't know. I've never been shot in the chest. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're shot in the chest. My first instinct would not be let's get out of the car. I don't know what my first instinct would be. But I don't be. know. I've never been shot in the chest, so maybe, like, you're just not really thinking. Or maybe she's, like, got to run. I don't. I mean, I think back in the 80s with no cell phones, I probably would have probably tried to get out of the car because, like, what else are you going to do? You can't get help any other way. I would have fucking floored it and driven somewhere else if this if I just got shot. I mean, the killer oh, on the side of the car. Oh, yeah, I guess she was in a car. Well, all right. You guess she was in a I car. Gu- I guess she was in a car <laughs> when she was driving. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so investigators suspect that the DNA belongs to whoever found Rhonda's car and had dragged her out of it, you know, carrying her under her armpits. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that it was a good Samaritan that possibly had tried to help and then saw the bullet wound and freaked out and then left. I don't think that. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think that. 
Others believe it was possibly the killer who had dragged her out of the car or that Rhonda herself had tried to crawl out. I, feel I don't think like it was the killer. I can't think of a reason why the killer would drag her out though. Maybe to be like maybe okay, like like let's just say this is Greg. I'm okay. fucking crazy and I just shot you. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm like in such disbelief that like, you know, you maybe like a regret, like, oh my god, I just I like are you like let me see if she's okay and then realizing, oh no, she's like really fucking dead right now. Like mm. you're gonna take her out and try to like see her. Maybe. Like if it's like like let's say Let's say, you know, maybe I'm with Isaiah and I just fucking, you know, I was outside the car. I shot him while he's inside the car. I'm like, oh, my God, I just fucking shot Isaiah. Like, I'm not going to just be like, hey, you OK, sweetie, while you're in there. I'm gonna like, get you out, like get you like maybe do some CPR. Like, you know, I'm going to try to do something. Yeah. And then once I realize you're dead, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I'll leave. I do want to say that if it was a good Samaritan, uh-huh. it's important for them to know that just because their DNA was found and their fingerprints were found does not mean it's a smoking gun saying you killed this person. It just means that they were at the scene. So, like, obviously, if they were just at the scene and their stuff was left there, catch the they shouldn't person. be scared to, no. like, come forward. You know, I get how I get why they are, but they shouldn't be. Don't. They could come possibly forward. have information. You could be helpful. Mm-hmm. So police also found evidence that Rhonda was possibly being stalked the night of her death. Between 12.15 and 12.30 a.m. on the morning of the 23rd, a witness was driving under the Interstate 40 bridge on Mineral Springs Road. She said she saw a blue GM Chevrolet facing north with two white males inside. The car was parked on the same off-ramp that Rhonda had to take to get home. It was spotted just... 30 minutes before Rhonda was shot and only 200 yards from where her body was found. So it seems relevant, right? Later that night, another witness was traveling down the same road and saw the same blue vehicle, but with only one man inside behind the wheel. The car was speeding away from the area of the murder. And this witness said they also saw Rhonda's car in the same spot her body would be found. She saw Rhonda slumped over the steering. Sorry, he, I'm sorry. He saw Rhonda slumped over the steering wheel with a man at her front driver's side window. He couldn't get a good look at the man, but had just assumed that they were a drunk couple and mm-hmm. continued on his way. A lot of times people get crap for, like, not intervening, but that, yeah, that seems sense. totally fine. It's like, why would you intervene? That seems like a – that seems normal to me. Yeah. Like, maybe they don't feel good and they'd have to pull over. Like, just, it's fine. Yeah, no. So I get that. Um, stabbing her and right, right. driving away. It's like, that would not look that suspicious. Right. The man um, revealed under hypnosis more information that the car was, uh, the car driving away that he saw speeding away was a 70s blue Chev- Chevelle, I hope that's pronounced mm-hmm. right, with a messed up front bumper. He described the man next to Rhonda's car as about 5'10 to 6 feet tall, medium build, dark brown hair, a.k.a. super normal. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said there was another vehicle that was parked just down the road from Rhonda's car that was uh, black or dark blue Trans Am. So it's quite a bit of information, yeah. I feel like. That's like a really good chunk of info. Yeah. Um, Rhonda's parents are certain that she wouldn't have stopped her car for a stranger, leading people to believe that she knew her killer. It's expected that she stopped for this person and then was shot while driving away from the person mm-hmm. because of, I guess, where she was on the hill. Yeah. The trajectory of, like, the angle, how the bullet entered the trunk and then entered the seats. They, like, put a pole through the trunk and what then the, the seats. What are the odds of him landing that shot? That's right, right. Crazy. And they, 
I think I, I mentioned it farther. Stopped or anything. That's insane. Yeah. Farther ahead, I, I, I'll probably mention it when I get to it. But it does – there were different tests and reenactments that were done by investigators that proved without a shadow of a doubt that she couldn't have been killed accidentally. This was a murder. Like, yeah. it was such a perfect – angle and there was no stray bullet from anywhere that could have gone at that angle unless you were like right behind her on the road it's just yeah um hundreds of people have been interviewed over the years and there have been polygraphs and psychics brought in which you know yeah people are desperate though yeah however Rhonda's murder still remains unsolved to this day Rhonda's story was aired on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries in November of 1989, but unfortunately that led to no significant leads. A few weeks after her death, Governor James B. Hunt said that there was a $5,000 reward being offered for information leading to the killer. The town of Valdez also offered a $5,000 reward, as well as funds set aside by the Morganton Burke Crime Stoppers and private donations. So in total, all of that is more than $20,000 as a reward for information. Rhonda's parents, Bobby and Judy Henson, are still frequently in touch with the sheriff and investigators on the case. So there's just a little bit, a little bit, there's a bit more here, but everything I'm going to read now is from that article that I mentioned, whereas everything else that I wrote was from multiple articles. So that's kind of like the skeleton of the whole story. And then there's like, all of a sudden there's like this meat that I just saw in one article and I'm like, Bitch. All right, here we go. Um, so the article was written by an investigative journalist, Larry J. Griffin. And if you just Google Larry J. Griffin and Rhonda Hinson, it'll show up like all the different parts. Mm-hmm. I think it's – I read it off Tumblr, um, like a newspaper's Tumblr or something like that. seems a little interesting, but whatever. That is where I read it. And – the article did state that the information was compiled from law enforcement over 37 years and includes direct quotes from the case notes. So I would say like, oh, I only saw this in one article, so take it with a grain. But I, I feel like it's pretty yeah. concrete because of what it is. But it is a lot of info, and I don't have time to go into all of it, but I'm going to go over the most important parts of it. It was like 32 parts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, one of Rhonda's friends had lunch with her about a month before her death. Mm-hmm. At this lunch, Rhonda told her of a weird interaction that she had at Greg's house. She said while Greg went to take a shower, she went to the kitchen to get something to eat. While standing the, with the fridge door open, a pair of arms wrapped around her. Suspecting it to be Greg who had finished his shower quickly, she spun around only to find it was Charles, Greg's father. When Charles was asked to comment on this after Rhonda's death, he refused. So I was like, hmm, that's, that's weird. fucking weird. Was he married? Around the time of Rhonda and Greg's relationship, there were also rumors going around about Greg's father, Charles, who was a reverend minister. I can't remember the word that was used, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, being involved in a few affairs. Yeah, he was oh married. Oh gosh, no. It was noted that Rhonda spent a lot of time with the McDowell family and would most definitely know about these rumors. And the rumors turned into truth as a personal ad Charles had put in the paper in 1980 came to light. Yeah, he just just put a personal ad in the paper, and that's fucking that. 
Again, more information on the actual article. It's fucking crazy. What the heck? I feel so bad for her. It sounds like the everybody's crazy in that family. Another interesting tidbit. Charles McDowell admitted to owning a blue 1976 Chevy Nova. Interesting tidbit. Over 24 years ago, this is what I was talking about, detectives Pruitt and Franklin conducted a series of reenactments that completely eliminated the possibility that Rhonda was killed by a random act. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the son and the dad, like, kind of teamed up. Like, maybe yeah, so... Was like, you know, like, Rhonda, she's doing something, like, trying to get the son to, like, you know, go after her because maybe he did something to her and she's going to There's... When you add the dad into it yeah. and that weird interaction and i mean honestly i only have a little bit longer but Mm -hmm. before i go on it's like it's very very possible that her asking her mom that question about mary an affair with a married man as being super innocent and her just asking because she knew that there are rumors about greg's dad's Mm -hmm. affair she might have been asking for greg she might have been asking just out of curiosity she's like oh man i heard about these affairs i wonder wonder if there's ever an instance where that's okay. Like, she probably, maybe, yeah. wasn't She's involved like in anything. 19. She maybe she was. Maybe she wasn't. We don't know. I'm like, when you're 19, you're still, we like, don't figuring know. out the world. You're just figuring out the world. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Um, so, last little bit here. Sorry. On the night of Rhonda's murder, the McDowell family had retired in their home at 11 p.m. on the 22nd. Greg had gone to his bedroom earlier saying he was expecting a call from Rhonda, which, again, the phone call. Yeah. Betty, which is Greg's mother, uh-huh. said the phone rang at about 12.30 a.m., waking them up. It completely adds up. That's when Rhonda yeah. had gotten back from the party. Exactly. Um, Greg, oop, boop, boop, boop. Um, she couldn't get back to sleep after this, but eventually did drift off around 2.30, which interesting note is that she revised her statement to say that she fell asleep before 2.30 but originally she said that she was awake to hear another phone call coming in at 2.30 so Hmm. Um, Charles answered this call that came in at 2.30 and handed the phone to Greg Greg entered their room and said Rhonda wasn't at home he then called one of the friends that Rhonda had been with at the party her name is Sherry Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Rhonda Rhonda had been at her house when she had called Greg at 1230. I'm sorry, Coco just came in here with food just to eat it next to us. Yeah, that sounds like Coco. Okay. Yeah, so so Greg found out that Rhonda – this is very complicated. Sorry, this part. No, I'm trying So Rhonda had called from Sherry's house because there were no cell phones, so she called Mm -hmm. on a landline at Sherry's house before heading home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg – Then asked his mom to call around to different hospitals. He asked his dad to go out looking for Rhonda, like driving around, and uh, eventually convinced him to go and do it. Mm -hmm. Greg said he didn't want to come with him because he was afraid of seeing her in a car accident and didn't want to see that. I'm like, I get it. Okay, sure. I forget that they're like, I forget that cell phones are so new. I know. I keep thinking, well, I mean, this is really old. This is an old case. Um, After hearing testimonies from all of the McDowells and Rhonda's friend Sherry, whose house she had called from, uh, it was discovered that only Sherry, Sherry's mother, and Greg were the only ones that knew that Rhonda was driving home after that phone call. So, huh. Because, obviously, 
if she was being like stalked she, that night or if she who knew that she was gonna be there but like if she's driving home from a party everybody knows that she's going home I I read in one again. This was yeah. just one article, so I didn't add it in because I'm I get a little worried when I only read it yeah. in one place. But there was an article that said that originally she had planned to stay over at her friend's house that night and wasn't going to drive home. Uh-huh. So I think possibly at the last minute she changed her plans, and that nobody knew that she was actually going home. Oh. They thought that she was just going to go back to her friends and they were just going to stay there because they did stop at her friends to make yeah. the phone call to drop them off. And then she ended up going back home after that. So, yeah. So that is the case. Oh. Yeah. That's actually it. I feel like I wrote a shit ton, but I guess we just didn't go off on too many tangents. That's crazy. I am so freaked out. The fact that, like, she's just driving home and then a bullet just comes in from her trunk and just killed her instantly. One bullet. So, like, how does it come in from the trunk? Was it, like, lower and it went through? Like, I'm What do you mean? Visualize. I just need to see the car. Oh, it's just a, like a regular sedan, like an old sedan. But it, it goes in through the trunk and then whatever trajectory it needs to take to get to her heart, basically. Oh, dang. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like an, a little bit of an upwards I would think that some of those trajectory. things would have slowed down the bullet. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's that's why it's, like, interesting to know what kind of a bullet it was and that it was, like, fucking powerful. That's so <laughs> yeah. scary. And it's kind of interesting to think that if this was on purpose, which it clearly seems like it was, mm-hmm. who the fuck is that good of a shot? I know that's to what shoot I'm from that angle. Maybe, maybe they were just trying to scare her, and they were like, "Oh fuck, I accidentally killed her." Like I, I don't know. I really, I, I feel so bad for her. I could see it being somebody who is trying to scare her and then accidentally killed her, because like, who thinks of killing someone that way? No. That's like a very weird way to kill someone I feel like if you're gonna shoot someone in the car shoot them in like the driver's side window where you could it's got a clear shot yeah. it's very interesting maybe it was like that and then they took it out to see if she was okay and they realized that she wasn't really yeah I, I feel like that's probably where I'm leaning towards what I think happened but yeah that's my Christmas story well Merry Christmas to mm-hmm. you too mm-hmm Dang, see, like, I do like unsolved mysteries, but, like, the thing is, too, I hate knowing that I might not ever know what right. actually happened, and that drives me nuts. It drives and me nuts, too, but it drives me nuts in a in a curious way, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. <gasps> what are you laughing at? You really don't know what my story is? Not, the, not from the picture? No. Oh, my God. I feel like I don't even want to do it after that. Why? Because mine was such a bummer. Please tell me yours is not a bummer. It's not a bummer. Oh, thank God. All right, guys. It's okay. It's going to be all right. So there was a, a murderer of children. Oh, yeah. That's not a bummer. Uh, very, very. It was all happening in Central Europe. Okay. Since, like, pre-Christian times. His name is Krampus. <laughs> wow. Here we go, guys. Here we fucking go. Oh my god, I wasn't Here we go. Oh my god, yes, here we go. I was like, what's what's like your case so that I don't do the same thing? And then I was like, does it start with a K? And I'm like, no. You're like, no, I don't know what that one is. Oh yeah, it's Krampus. That's amazing. I'm excited. Uh, all right, so we're gonna go into a little bit about Krampus, and it's a little bit all over the place. I like I how you're calling him Krampus. Like he's a like he's a fucking crumpet from but I Britain. Feel like Krampus, it's like cramp. 
That's the point. He's a Krampus. Oh, well, Krampus actually means claw. He's the Krampus. Like the claw. So he's really got a lot of claws. Okay, for those of you who don't know who Krampus is, let me tell you, because that's the entirety of my story. Okay. So, (laughs) Krampus, he is a half goat, half demon. He's got nice big curly horns. He's got these claws to snatch your children. And then he's got these hooves. It's a pretty good time, you know? (laughs) Um, he is very popular in Central European folklore, like they don't exactly know where he originated, but it actually hmm. predates Christianity, which is kind of interesting, uh, predates like St. Nick and everything. Um, it was especially popular in Alpine towns where they would have parades. Alpine towns, like snowy places? Yeah, like in the Alpine mountain okay. areas. Yeah, okay. um, where they would have parades. Krampus parades? Krampus parades. Oh my God. Parades, that sounds amazing. <laughs> they, they especially happened um, around December 5th, which is when the Krampus balls happened. Krampus uh, balls? Yeah. There's parades and balls? Yes. Look, here's the thing. Um, there was this thing called Krampusloff, which oh is called God. the Krampus run. Oh! And what would happen <laughs> is young men would dress up like Krampus. They would wear these like wooden masks, chains, cowboys, a uh, cowboys, cowbells. Oh, what the fuck? And like all this crazy stuff. And they would run through town. Okay. And start beating the shit out of people with big bundles of sticks or scaring small children. Okay. These are important facts. He will tell you if you're impish or admirable. <laughs> impish or admirable. Anyways. Impish. So, anyways, uh, so a little bit about okay. Another thing that happens with Krampus is during these times, people would send out greeting cards called Krampus Karten, and what those were were just like these cards. (laughs) Where is I was all over the place. Bear with me. There were these cards that would have either like funny poems Mm -hmm. or photos on there. Like okay, funny so, photos. So a card. Yeah, just <laughs> Krampus cards. Just All right. Everywhere. They would hand them out to everyone. Okay. All right, but what is the true story of yeah. Santa's little helper? Tell me what a Krampus is. <laughs> a Krampus. A Krampus. <laughs> so um, around like the 17th century, they kind of started pairing Krampus up with Saint Nick, you know. Yeah. Santa Claus. Because apparently Santa Claus was like... It's kind of like Zeus and Hades, you know, like yeah, yeah, the good and the evil. He gets to be all good, but then Hades got to do all the dirty work. Same thing. So, what did they do with with Krampus before Santa existed? It was just to scare kids to be good. Oh my god! Yeah, literally to scare children. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Um, and also they would like use it as an excuse, like like trying to explain things, kind of like how they do with most mythology. Yeah, like you know, the kid goes missing or things like that. Uh-huh. Maybe Krampus stole him away gotcha. because he was bad. It's it funny. Sucks. It's like you know, for Santa, there's supposed to be enough fear there, saying like Santa will bring you coal. You won't get anything if you're bad. But Krampus is like, <gasps> if you're not good, you'll die. I will literally throw you into a lake. Yeah, like literally. Oh my god, it was so great just reading all of this in the last couple of days. Um, and when I picture Krampus, I always picture the fawn from uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Actually, they say he might be a relative because. Of Pan. That is the creepiest looking dude. I love it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, 
So what was I just? I don't remember. Uh, what was we're talking about shit? killing children. Now I'm all kind of confused. Children being thrown into lakes. Krampus, he does some shit, and I forgot. Anyways, uh, I'll get there eventually. It's probably on here somewhere. Um, anyways, so Krampus, we don't know his actual origin, but in recent times, um, he was actually more popular known as the Norse god- goddess of the underworld, Hell. Goddess? Her, yeah, goddess of the underworld. Norse uh, mythology, it's Hell that rules the so underworld. A female? Yeah, she's badass. Oh my god. She's got, like, split personality one minute. She's, Wait, like, Krampus is a girl? No, 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 no. This oh. is this is his mom. They think oh, that, okay. Um, he is the son of hell. Um, gotcha. And so what he's doing is he brings all these naughty children back to his mom. Gotcha. To be punished. I was like, if Krampus is a bad bitch, <laughs> I'm gonna be all for it. Oh my god! You know what? We don't discriminate. Maybe you know. Maybe, you know what? I don't know. Never. You know what? Whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, but that was, like, that's not necessarily the exact origin, so I'm going to kind of go into the different origins that people, you know, yeah. might believe. But Krampus does mean claws, so that's kind of what he's known for, stealing children. He carries around a bundle of sticks and hits people with it, pretty much like Dwight in the office. <laughs> um, and then he also has this big basket, because he carries the bad children in there if he so. doesn't immediately eat them. Um and so another thing that he's like in other renditions of Krampus, he's also known to be the son of the Yule Goat, another cryptic, uh, cryptic, cryptic character in the Norse mythology. Um, and he is uh, he. So the Greek, I mean the Greek, the Yule Goat is supposed to make the children like honor Christmas traditions, like okay. Yule time traditions. Uh-huh. And if they don't, he sends Krampus after them to <laughs> eat them and throw them into lakes and eat them. So <laughs> he, <laughs> anyways, another, another thing is that he could be related to the Wicca horn God and another just version of him taking children down to the underworld or mm-hmm. that he is related to the Greek mythologies pan, which is the, god of nature and music so really mm-hmm. don't know what pan's you know cousin they just look cousin the from same alabama's over there doing over there <laughs> you know it's like i'm not related to that guy <laughs> but again the exact origins are unknown so it's kind of interesting to know the different versions but krampus is most i guess active during the longer nights which is during the winter time mm-hmm. and especially during december he is known as the december demon so what is krampus i want to know what the demon of my birth month is i want to know like what all the demons of all the months are i'm not born in july june yes august (laughs) i should look it up i'm curious i don't want to hear it anyways uh okay here's what here's what i forgot i was gonna say about santa giving out coal Uh uh-huh i was getting you in july confused that's okay damn it it's all right so I was thinking, if Santa's handing out coal to the bad children, what if it's like a homing beacon for Krampus? <laughs> He's like planting these things for freaking Krampus to come later. He's like, this kid sucked, that kid sucked. Santa's just helping him out. Santa's like, I got you. <laughs> My God. Anyways, uh, yeah. So he carries a basket. He kidnaps bad kids. Um, and what he does is he goes to every house. And if there's a bad kid, he will beat them. He will whip them. If he's feeling hungry, he will eat them. He pulls out their hair and he cuts off their ears. Specific. Yeah. It's freaking wild. He drowns them in the lake if he's feeling like that day. He'll just munch on them. He'll throw them off cliffs. 
So he's just, he's got lots of different MOs just, going you know, on here. He's just doing his thing and, or he takes him down to the underworld. Okay. Another thing dear Krampus might do is if you really suck, he's going to come there and he's going to make you his slave for a year oh and hopefully, God. you know, scared, <laughs> scared straight, you know, oh my God. that show, it's going to scare him straight into the good children. And while you're his slave, he feeds off your fear like it, uh, like Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just going to fucking terrify you. I picture it like in Insidious, like the demon dude, always up there like, The oh, red guy? Tiptoe. Yeah, like That's that the guy. red guy, right? Yeah. Uh. And then the kids like change and he's like, oh. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Oh, my. <laughs> I like it, though. Back to that. It's uh, been a while. I love that movie. So he pretty much is just there to scare kids into being good or else you know you got a lot of options and he doesn't know how he's feeling that day yeah and santa's there freaking planting homing signals <laughs> for grumpus <laughs> so yeah he carries around bundles of sticks and they say during the parades uh, everybody's dressed up so that Krampus can actually be there and beat the hell out of him. oh my god yeah, that's so, so creepy is, like, there for his parade he's just <laughs> got all the sticks and just starting like, it's like into the wait streets. wait <laughs> It's like when you go to a Halloween party, everyone's dressed up as a murderer, so you don't know who the yes. real murderer is. Or it's, or it's like uh, that uh, Edgar Allan Poe where everybody's dressed up for the masquerade and there's the black death that comes in. He's just chilling. And no one knows. They're just like, oh, hi. What's hey, up? Hey, man. Uh, you look a little gloomy over there. You okay? Oh, yeah. I just got the plague. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. Cool. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so he just gets to party with everybody, all these, like, asshole young men who are just beating the shit out of the crowd. And all he right. stands in the seat, like, the streets during this. Yeah, like, who even goes to this? They're like, oh, hey. They're like, I'm going to come. I, oh, my God, I'm being hey. beat. I did not expect this. It's all the kinky people. They're like, hmm, ready to get it down with Krampus. <laughs> Got the whips. Ooh. People wearing leather chaps. Leather chaps. <laughs> and the alpine. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, there you go. So um, he's also laden with bells. So they just got chains with bells. And he's just, you know, he's a great guy. He's not very sneaky, though. Doesn't sound you like it. You definitely hear him coming. He's got his, like, hooves. And then his, the like, hooves, the bells, bells the chains, and chains the and whips. His sticks that you just hear, like, in his cage with all these kids. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Holy fuck. Anyways, uh, so Dece- December 5th is known as Krampusnacht, which is, again, when all those balls happen, where people are pumped. Apparently, it's supposed to be his night of just going ham on the town. All right. So that is when he just, he's ready. He's going to every house. He's a uh, sees you when you're sleeping. He just beats you to be awake. And then he beats <laughs> you and throws you off a cliff because be good for goodness sake. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so then they say that December 6th, so the next day, is known as the... You can do it. God damn it. Nicholas Dog. And it. that is when Mr. Sinsterhogs, he gives all the good kids some good stuff. So, if so you this didn't is not suck, Santa? This is Santa. It's just the... It's like German Santa? You know what? He's just here. He's just doing Santa things. He's okay. got a better name. His name is actually Sinsterklogs. All right. So he's just, you know, he gives all the good kids who are still alive. You know, maybe you just have an arm left, your ears left behind. He'll uh-huh. give you a nice earring. He's okay. Just, he's here to make it a little bit better. All right. And, uh, wait, what the fuck? Oh, oh, this was a great part. I f- this, is, this was a little add-on. So okay. when Krampus is running around the streets during the... The ball. The Krampus loss. <laughs> he freaking. <laughs> oh, God. <gasps> he runs up and sits on teenager 
What? <laughs> Wait. I read that and I had to sits yeah, he, on them? He chases down and sits on teenagers. Like So he's like running at you. He pins you to the ground and sits on you. For how long? You know, it's how it feels like. <laughs> like it's all that. Like you don't, you don't. Nothing hurts you. You just get sat on, and you have to just wait. Like you can't push him off. <laughs> Who made up this? What the stuff? fuck? That was probably the best thing I read. I didn't even put it like close to any of the other things. Oh my god! Um, but apparently, com- apparently, to most beliefs, he is actually a year-round dude. He's just oh. most active during December. So oh, okay. He's just you know, always doing his shit. He's just going around. I see. Um, and, yeah, so in Austria, this mm-hmm. is kind of a fun little history fact. Austria, he's year-round, and so people actually have um, decor in their house to remind their kids. So they'll have, like, little Krampuses oh around their God. house to remind their kids, like, hey, be good, or else I love Krampus that. is going to drown you in a lake. I love that. And so last little fun fact is during the fascist rule in Austria – um, they actually banned all Krampus things because it was symbolizing anti-Christian sin. Mm. And so... That makes sense. They were like, Krampus is a no-go. And so, like, you weren't allowed to have anything in your house that has Krampus in it or else, you know, you'd go to jail. Wow. And that is the story of our dearest Krampus. I never knew most of that. I so didn't either. Thank I you. really want to do Krampus. I love it. I that was to, good. I like, listen to like 20 podcasts. I had to like read all this like stuff. Really? That was good. Because it was so hard to find like a good story on him. Yeah. So, yeah. He, I, I started looking up Krampus sightings just to see. Were there any? Um, I tried to find some, but they were all YouTube videos and I was at work and I couldn't watch them. So. <sighs> We'll have to look those up later. All right. Yeah. I love it. That's what I got for you. Cool. Hey, we're doing pretty good on time. This is pretty good. Yeah. I thought for some reason, I thought mine was going to be so long, but I just blew mm-hmm. through it. I think I just read fast. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for an actual article that had like a Krampus sighting on it just so I can start quoting stuff from this like person who's like, I saw Krampus. I saw him. <laughs> he, he took my kid in his basket and he just started <laughs> whirling him around. His ear fell off and then he drowned him in the bathtub. <laughs> And then, yeah. All right. You said we had reviews to read? Yeah. Um, so I would like to read some of the ones that were from last time. Last? Um, oh, are you reading off Podbean? Them. Yeah. And then there were, I think there was a new one, too. I'll go on to Apple Podcasts. And before the boo, this is not uh this not a dream. That's why I put in. Are you talking about the one from the one from October? Um, for no, that's not new. For Podbean, we have one from three days ago, one month ago, two months ago. I don't. We don't have anything new on on Apple Podcasts. Oh, well, I don't know about Apple Podcast. Oh, I thought you said there was a new one. Oh, I just I just know on Podbean. I oh, okay. Apple well, there's Podcast. nothing new on Apple Podcast. Um, <laughs> so I'll start reading these ones. I'm going to read one from three months ago just okay. to make sure that, you know, she was covered because I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, this one is from Kellyanne Rugo. Um, awesome. I love you both. And this podcast some of the scariest episodes are not even about murderers, uh, mm-hmm. true crimes. 
for example, the Skinwalkers episode because of the chemistry, and yes, you'd better have chemistry being best friends. I would listen even if I didn't like the subject matter. I will confess I have sarcastically mentally cursed you both for all the air yawning, which is distracting because I start yawning and doing mental sarcasm thing. Keep it up, girls. The other true crime podcast should be afraid of your awesomely refreshing take on this drama. Finally, I have one request. Bring back the creepy music whisper wake-up intro. I think we might have had an episode that maybe didn't have it. There must have been, because I'm... Why else would they say that? <laughs> and then we have Cherry again, who says, y'all, I'm in desperate need of new episodes. Aww. Also, I can't wait to hear Joy's stories about being a dog mom. Aww. I love being a dog mom. I love my dogs. I follow, Go on my Instagram and just look at all the videos and pictures of my dogs, because mm. they're the best. They were my flower girl and ring bearer in my wedding. Yes, they were. Um, then I have KRXR... Um, and they said, I'm usually not a, I'm usually not that big of a podcast listener, let alone true crime, but I found myself binging all the episodes so far in the last week or so. You two do a great job of bringing the topic in an interesting and not too serious way. And I really enjoy listening to you. Keep doing what you love from Germany. Oh, I'm so sorry if I butchered any pronunciations today. We're just not going to think about that. (laughs) Well, no, something we didn't butcher. Yeah. <laughs> then we have uh Duladez. What? D O U L A D E Z. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but we're not gonna think about that. So first of all, ladies, you guys rock. I am not usually a true crime podcast fan, but I got sucked in and have been bringing and have been doing you all week. I feel like you may have looked over something in this episode. This was the Israel's Twin Peak, the murder. Oh of yeah. Tear. Um, I feel like. You may have overlooked something in this episode. I don't recall hearing the convicted man's religious status. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what country you said he was from, but it seems to me that there could be prejudice if he perhaps is perhaps from a Muslim nation. He wasn't. It just oh well. Just just FYI. <laughs> it just seems so convenient that they would want to keep someone so unlike them in right. prison when there are much better suspects for the crime. Keep it up mm. with a star face. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, that's it. Unfortunately, he. I mean. Fortunately or unfortunately, he wasn't from a Muslim com- country, but That's yeah. a good thought. I like that yeah. a lot. So KHP3SC, I really hope you guys post more. I love these podcasts and continue to believe that you guys are raising awareness for maintaining respect overall. Keep up for the amazing quality, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And this one was from three days ago. It's Kilian and Rugo again. Um, what happened to you guys? It's <laughs> such a shame to be hooked on a great podcast just to have episodes stop being put out. I hope you decide to get back to the podcast. We're back. Here we are. Hey, guys. Hi. Thank you guys for being so patient. I'm sorry it's been such a long hiatus. Yeah, so what happened originally was that Joy got very busy for the wedding, which is completely understandable. No help. And then... Just myself. And then Heather helped me with... And then the honeymoon. And then during that time, Mm -hmm. um, Gilbert moved out and took a lot of the studio equipment with him. Mm -hmm. So we had to wait for new studio equipment so we could record again. And now we have that. So. Yes, and now we can finally be back. But yeah, yeah, it was a little wild with all the wedding stuff. I did. We we got together mm-hmm. literally days before I got married mm-hmm. to make an update video, and it got lost. <laughs> so just know we really did try. We felt bad. We weren't trying to leave you guys hanging, but here we are, and we're back. And thank yes. you guys for being so patient. If you guys came back, we really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, get back here. <laughs> you know you want to. It's like it's like a shiny thing in the distance, and you know you want to get it. So here we are. 
we're that shiny thing in the distance. Come back. <laughs> and if you're new, welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you for being here and checking us out. And we don't plan on having another hiatus without at least an update. If for any reason, we do True. need to. True. Um, Heather does get married next year. So mm-hmm. we'll see how busy. We'll see gets. how crazy that. I don't do very good under stress, guys. Like the tiniest inconvenience happens and I just break down. And, so <laughs> Yeah. And if it does get busy, just expect more paranormal stuff from me because sometimes I just don't have the time to sit down and do. Yeah. I do think that within with the next, you know, the new year, I uh-huh. do want to do more paranormal stuff and kind of not stray away from true crime, but definitely incorporate more spooky stuff. I do actually have a case that uh, a client was telling me about. I don't know the name, so I'm not even ruining anything, but. <laughs> Um, one of her friends was watching, it was like her daughter's old teacher was watching a thing on TV, like on the ID network or uh-huh. whatever. And she goes, oh, I was a witness to that case. Oh my God. And so it was like, please send that to me because it was in Tempe. And I think. The case yeah. that happened in Tempe? Oh man, I wish I could remember what happened because she's telling me, I was like, I need to do, do this. Do you remember so. anything about was it a kidnapping? Was it a murder? Was it was it... it was a murder, but it was like a really weird murder, and I can't remember Ooh. what happened. And I really was it recent? Um, you know what? The lady is a teacher, so possibly. I want to know. I'm curious. Like a teacher. I know. I'm gonna have. To I don't really know a whole lot of like crimes around that area besides yeah. obviously Jody Arias, but. Oh yeah. All right. Um, also. We really did miss you guys, so thank you again. Thank you, guys. Well, uh, are you looking it up right now? Oh. Yes? Yeah. I was going to I was gonna sign off, but she's ferociously typing on her phone, so. I'm, I'm texting my client right now. Uh, okay. um, I also might possibly one day, because most of you guys don't know the story, and I was there, and I had porn, par, porn, she I has had a porno. Oh, guys, normal. Joy's going to talk about this porn she watched. <laughs> Um, It is called the Tiger House. Do you know anything about it? Wait a minute. Where is this? Where was this? It was in Mesa. I feel like you told me, but I don't remember. I probably told you. But don't tell me anything. Just retell it. Don't look up the Tiger House because you're going to be wrong. I won't. I went to it. I jumped a fence and I trespassed oh I'm into so this proud tiger of you. house and I saw like three ghosts. Guys, I'm so proud of you. And I her. wanted to die. And then I, yeah, you'll you'll hear all about it later because that's going to be one of mine for when I don't have time. Cool. Which is all the time. All right. Yeah, seriously. So she did not message me back. So I guess it will be even more of a surprise for you guys. But it was in Tempe. It was a murder. We'll definitely have to talk about it. It was a wild it. ass time. I need to know. She was actually possibly, she was one of the suspects because they wow. completely. Oh, it was. Okay, I know what it was. Oh, my God. What? I don't know the exact case, and we'll learn more about it, obviously, because uh-huh. I'm going to do it. It was this guy went to his wife's work and poisoned their drink, like, their water jug that, like, you know, what? dispenses water, trying to kill his wife, ended up killing the manager there, oh and they thought it was God. this lady, even because she was there and was one of the witnesses. This was in Tempe? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard of this before, but I also think that maybe yeah. this has happened and, like a couple times before. And the wife before. would not believe that it was him, but like Fuck. they saw him do it or like they saw him like acting suspicious. Oh God, I have to know. Yeah. I'm um, dying to know more. So I'm probably going to do that. Please sometime. do that one. I'd love to hear more I about I want to hear more about oh it too God. because that's all I've heard. And Get all like, the information Ooh. you can. Yeah, it was like a weird thing. So anyways, Fuck. there you guys go. Get ready for some interesting stories. And mm-hmm. again, welcome back. And yeah. This was not a dream. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next two weeks from now. Bye.